It's time once again for the O Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, CW. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to hit that bell on YouTube and subscribe to the podcast on any and all podcasting platforms. Now that we've got all that out of the way, today we're talking about Apollo Crews and what happened to our boy. Apollo Crews was a huge part of the WWE roster in 2020 and around 2021 when he was Intercontinental Champion with uh, his boy Commander Aziz and that awful, awful accent that came out of nowhere, which was obviously Vince's idea. But it went away just as fast when they shipped him off to NXT and uh, saddled him. I don't even know if they saddled him with. Uh, They gave him a persona that I'm still not 100% clear what the whole deal was. Was he like a vigilante or some sort of superhero or, I don't know, a psychic or something? I don't know what it was. But even in NXT, he didn't do a lot. He didn't do... I mean, he did a lot, but he didn't rise through the ranks and become like huge champ and you know, Braun Breaker status over there on NXT. He just kind of augmented the roster and gave some veteran status to a lot of those up and coming wrestlers who now, you know, are moving on to Raw just like he did. So during the WWE draft, WWE decided, yeah, we're bringing we're bringing Apollo back up, back to Raw, back back at his home. And I think since then he's had a match with Dominic. Uh, I think he was in the Battle Royale for something. I can't remember what exactly the Battle Royale was for, but I know he lost. And since then, you know, they, we haven't heard a whole lot from Apollo Crews. And it it sparked my just sort of, I don't know, even imagination, but what could be done with Apollo Crews? I was like, give me the book. Let me let me figure out what we can do with this guy. He's He's got the look, the dude, he's big, he's a body guy. He's also super agile and, and flexible and whatnot. He could do a, a standing backflip, which I think is his finishing move, which again, I don't I don't particularly like for him or a guy of his size and stature, but you know, he does what he does. But he can do top rope moves. He's super agile. I mean, he's got all the tools. And I think what people frown at, ironically, is the fact that he's always smiling. He's, he's so smiley, he's such a happy guy. But instead of leaning into that happiness and having him be the foil for another person, maybe and like put him in a tag team with, you know, someone who's almost morose or, or whatever he needs. He needs someone to play off of. Right. Like he, I feel like Aziz was too stoic and too in the background. Like they didn't let Aziz talk. He just he was there with him. Apollo needs someone to bounce off of when it comes to like being in the ring and you know in a promo i think apollo cruz would do really well if he were in a tag team a legitimate tag team the same way charlie haas and shelton benjamin were a fantastic tag team even though individually they were both a little less interesting Uh, charlie haas a little bit more less than shelton benjamin together they were amazing and now i mean they're both crazy veterans in the business i don't know if charlie is still wrestling but even so, when they split and went their separate ways, they were both compelling to watch. It really was the gimmicks that they were saddled with that sort of hampered their rise, which I think is what's happening with Apollo Crews. I don't know where he fits in in the roster. And for a former U.S. and Intercontinental champ, you would think he'd be back in that running, but he's entered a roster that has moved further, not beyond his skill set or beyond his... his uh, or beyond his his talent or even his celebrity they've just moved 
past his character as a word like he was in he was ic champ when wwe truly needed someone that they could get behind and he did a great job when he was that princely that nigerian prince character um he was a heel that people needed and he had the whole thing with biggie and let's let's give it up for 2020 in the year of all the black uh superstars getting shine it was biggie it was uh the hurt business it was um apollo cruz they were doing their doing their thing new day i believe was still running around at some point um but i digress uh he did his thing back then he was a great icy champ he, he can defend it well but since then he hasn't had like that thing to get him over and i think now that they've moved him up to raw i feel like they're doing that again not doing that again but they've relegated him to like well we don't know what to do with him which begs the question why'd you bring him up out of nxt in the first place if you didn't have like a long-term goal for him it's still too early to say that they don't but i've seen this familiar sort of pattern before with talent i think one of the most egregious was athena aka ember moon she was on i forget the name of the guy's podcast which is going to kill me because it's such a popular podcast, but I don't know names. Um, Van Vliet. There you go. The Van Vliet podcast. And she recounted what it was like right before she got fired. And it was like WWE telling her, yeah, we have some, we have creative for you. We're going to bring you up. And then it just never really manifested. And then she was off TV for a long time. And then she, they, they told her that they wanted her to be a coach or something. And all the plans that they had for her fell apart fairly quickly. And then they just started trying to put her in a box of like, we're going to have you be a trainer versus like, I want to be, she wants to be a professional wrestler, not just train other people that you're going to put over. She wants to be in the ring with people and it quickly fell apart. And then she, you know, had to find some place where she's happy, which is definitely a ring of honor where she's kicking the crap out of everybody and, you know, still champ, which is awesome. Bless Athena. Uh, but I feel like Apollo's getting into that reign. And the problem might be on him too where he needs to discover who his long-term character is like he's been trying on different fits and none of them really suit him and the odd thing is like i i felt like the nigerian prince angle could have worked but they did it too fast and that was kind of the difference between uh triple h and vince mcmahon where vince is just like go out there with a nigerian accent and now you're a nigerian prince versus Triple H where he's like, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to have a segment on Raw where you're in the background, you're on the phone, you're super happy, you're getting a phone call, you don't know what's going on. The week after, we're going to do it again, but this time you're in nice suits, or you're in a nice suit, and you're still on the phone, but you're having a good time, and people are now kind of following you, and you you don't uh, we don't really acknowledge it. Third week, you go out there and you wrestle some local, you squash him, and you know, you, you're looking good, you have new ring gear you have new music that kind of alludes to your nigerian heritage and then the week after that we're going to get you on a promo and you're going to say look uh i've been feeling really good i'm on a win streak uh, i'm really motivated i just found out that my uncle passed away and he was a nigerian prince and the dowry has come down to me it, it touched me and it and i found out that i was part of a royal family and because of that i'm getting a lot more perks i'm a lot more confident i'm a lot more motivated to you know, represent Nigeria and my family and the royal family and blah, 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 blah. And then the week after that, he gets in another match with another uh, another local and Aziz is with him. And then they have an after match 
promo and he says oh apparently because i'm part of the royal family they sent over my own personal guard uh he's not here to you know for wrestling duties he's literally here as like <laughs> international watch he's gonna make sure that i'm safe and then you can start working him into the heel angle where aziz starts beating up his opponents and he's like he starts off going no nah, man you can't do that this is wrestling but then he starts telling him to do it and like expecting him to do it then you get that little shit heel uh princely sniveling thing and then you get right down to him cutting promos standing behind disease like you don't even see him because he's he's trying to be protected from the the, the interview with the mic and that that long-term storytelling would at least allow fans to buy into why he's acting the way he's acting why if you wanted to give him that nigerian accent you can give it to him like at the tail end when he like when he wins like the u.s title or something he then puts on the nigerian accent to kind of stick it to the fans and say he's like i you know i'm i'm getting way back to my nigerian roots then at least you've been on the journey to get him to that point versus him just going out there with a, a fake staff and having a bodyguard which no one kind of bought into but that was the time when he won the U.S. title. So all I'm saying is that there are things you could do with Apollo Crews to get him over. I think they squandered that with the Nigerian Prince thing, but I'm looking forward to seeing what they bring out the closet for him now. You know, he's on Raw. He's part of the squad. I think he just needs another opportunity to show people that he's capable of being awesome. Anyway, thanks for listening. What do you think about Apollo Crews? Let me know in the comments. I'm out of here, and don't you ever forget. I'm your friend, but if I ever see you in the ring, I can beat you. Don't you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah.